Hello, spiritual baddies. So today we're going to chat about analytics, about your engagement on social media and all that kind of data stuff. So to be honest, I don't really look at my analytics that much. I don't put it on an Excel sheet. I don't do any of that like detailed stuff. I have done some of it when I used to work in marketing for various companies, but personally, that's not something that I focus on. Now, I'm not telling you that you don't need to look at your analytics. I'm just going to be sharing what I do and what I found worked best for me. So in my astrology, I have Capricorn in my sixth house. The sixth house has to do with our day-to-day -day work routines. Capricorn is a sign that likes to look at the bigger picture. So I feel like because of this placement of mine, I don't really like to get really into the nitty gritty of analytics, even though I do have a Virgo moon. But if you're someone who has a sign like Virgo or Gemini or any of the air signs like Libra, Aquarius in your sixth house, then maybe you might like more detail and you might enjoy looking at your analytics more in depth. So go by your intuition, see what you enjoy. And if you're someone like me who hates looking at the numbers like that, don't feel like you need to do that in order to be successful. Now in the future, when my business grows, maybe I will hire someone, hire a team to pay more attention to the analytics for me. But as of right now, it's not a priority of mine. So let me tell you a few things that I've learned about analytics. So looking at your analytic, analytics can show you what your audience responds to best, but don't let it discount your intuition or make you feel like you need to fit in a box. Analytics are a great starting point to look at, but it's not the be-all, end-all. So I just kind of glance at them really quickly. I think this is because I have an Aries Mercury. I like to process and learn things really quick. So if I say do a post on TikTok and I notice that it gets a lot more engagement than my other posts, then I will reflect on that post. I will look at what I did in that post, maybe the way I worded things. I will reflect on how my energy was when I posted that and see, then I'll experiment with certain things. So one thing that I've noticed recently is that, so my audience on TikTok and Instagram follows me mostly because of my astrology content. But I also want to attract people who are into astrology and entrepreneurship. So they are some type of entrepreneur, business owner, creator, influencer. So like a spiritual baddie in a sense. So I notice that when I include some type of astrology info in the beginning of my video, like right away, I will be like, hey, this post is for fixed signs, for example. 
then I will get more views and more engagement on that post. Whereas if I don't include anything about astrology in the video, I notice that it tends to get less views. So this is kind of how I am transitioning and how I'm going about this transition to make sure that my content targets the right people. And in a, in a sense, I am quote unquote niching down even further. So I encourage you to take a look at your content and pay attention to what your audience responds to best. Remember that we are always going to evolve, our content is going to evolve, and sometimes our niche might shift from time to time. So if you are going through a shift, a pivot, a transition like me, this is how I am doing it. So I am transitioning from focusing solely on astrology to astrology and entrepreneurship. So in order to introduce that to my audience, I will still speak about astrology at the beginning of the video or the post, but then slip in my entrepreneur tips in there as well after speaking about the astrology bit. So this is how you can make a smooth transition if you are adjusting your niche. So some of my best posts were early on when I first started my Instagram and TikTok about astrology. And back then, like in the beginning, I didn't really niche down. Like, I guess my overall niche was astrology. And I created the accounts purely out of joy, just for fun. I wasn't even thinking of creating a business out of it. And like, I had no business ideas in mind. So I just followed my intuition and I did it for fun, which is something that I tell my clients all the time, you know, listen to your intuition, follow what lights you up, and eventually it will guide you to where you need to be. So this is the reason why I don't really look at my analytics, because if I look at those best performing posts that were early on when I started my account, that stuff isn't really aligned with my current energy. In the beginning, I was just sharing like very general astrology content and then I realized that I wanted to target more entrepreneurs, creators, you know, influencers, public figures, celebrities. Those are the people that I wanted to target. So if I only look at the analytics from that, those posts that did well in the beginning, they're not going to be that helpful because it's not relatable to the content that I want to create now. So that's why I wanted to remind you guys that analytics are a good starting point, but not the be all end all because sometimes your analytics might not even be useful to you if you are making a transition in your business. Like if you are transitioning the topics that you were talking about, transitioning your niche. And I always mention how you don't need to fit yourself into a box. You can be your niche. I felt like the word niche in the past made me feel very limited, but just know that you're going to discover more about yourself. You're going to discover more about the topics that you enjoy speaking about the more that you create content. You're not going to figure it out by sitting around and thinking about it. So that's why I really encourage you to practice trial and error and just put your content out there. The more you create, the more you're going to find out what works for you. Hello, spiritual baddie. Yes, I am talking to you. 
So you're probably listening to this podcast because you are absolutely driven to build an abundant, rich bitch life, but only while prioritizing play and freedom. You're the type of person when someone says, oh, you can't do that. Your first thought is watch me. So if you're an entrepreneur who wants to get aligned with your higher self and manifest your dream business as soon as possible, then I invite you to click the link in the description, visit my website, and apply for my Master Your Midheaven program. This coaching program is open to all ambitious entrepreneurs, content creators, influencers, creative artists, product-based or service-based brands and business owners. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. So in the past, certain topics did really well for me when I first started my account, but I've moved on now. So I don't force myself to talk about those topics that did well in the past just for the sake of engagement because One of the main things that I tell you guys time and time again is that your energy matters the most, not about what you're talking about. So let's say in the past, like when I first started my account, a certain video might have done really well for me, but I've realized and I've experimented, like fast forward to now, if I try to create a video that's very similar to something that did well way before, It usually doesn't do as well now because my energy is different now. My energy isn't aligned. That type of content doesn't excite me anymore. So creating a post about it is not going to give off good energy and it's not going to help me attract the right audience. And that's especially important for me too because I am a manifesting generator. So if you are also a manifesting generator or a generator, it's really important to listen to your sacral center only do what lights you up and it's important for all types like anyone any human to do what makes you happy but I would say that it's extra important if you are a manifesting generator or a generator and also for myself because I'm a manifesting generator I am my strategy is to respond to life And that's why I personally don't enjoy batching content or planning out my content for days, weeks, or months ahead. I have an emotional authority. So this is how I usually create content. I will get an idea usually by life, you know, a life event happening and that will be calling me to respond like a lesson that I'm going through, maybe a challenge or if I feel triggered and then I process that trigger then that's me responding to something in life. And usually throughout those moments, I will get ideas for content. And I will write out my ideas. I have tons and tons of notes on my phone that are just full of ideas. And I'll usually write them all down. And then sometimes I will sleep on it for like a day or two and then come back to it and then edit it depending on like the piece of content, like how important it is, because I do have that emotional authority. So I get I get more clarity over time. But if it's like a quick like in the moment, like usually when I'm creating TikToks, I don't really plan them. I just like whatever is asking for a response from me in life, I create it and then I just post it. So that's how I I personally listen to my strategy and my authority. So I would also encourage you 
to look, go look at your human design. Figure out how you can work with your intuition best. And this takes some experimentation. Like I don't get it perfectly every single time. It took me a while to really understand personally how my intuition speaks to me. So if you guys want to learn more about your authority type, go listen to my podcast episode 129 as I go through all the types in there. One thing I will say about intuition that is kind of like overall for every single person is that your intuition is not always logical. So usually an idea will like come to me super randomly as I'm going through life, as life is asking for a response from me. And it sometimes isn't really logical or it's not something that I could have pre-planned or prepared for. So that's why I really want to encourage you to go with the flow more. Like go where life takes you. I'm someone who has a lot of left pointing arrows in my human design. So I tend to enjoy structure, you know, a logical step-by-step process. But even though I have so many of those arrows, I still need to remind myself to go with the flow because the universe is always going to guide you. So just take a step and then see where the universe takes you next. So here's some things that I do check if I'm looking at my analytics. As of right now, I like to look at the shares, the saves, and the website clicks or the profile visits. So I like to look at the shares because this is essentially your audience helping promote you through word of mouth. Creating shareable content is going to help you get your content to more people. And if someone shares your content to their friend, it's more likely that that friend is going to check out your account because they trust the recommendation of their friends. So I will glance at these numbers from time to time. And then once again, I will reflect and ask myself if a post did really well, if, if it got shared a lot. What did I do in this post that I could replicate? What was my energy like back then? Because most of the time, it's about my energy. Was I really excited about the topic that I was talking about? Or did I really believe in it and I believe that it would help a lot of people? Because usually those types of videos do the best for me. So one thing about the law of attraction is that like attracts like. So anger attracts more anger. Scarcity attracts more scarcity. Abundance attracts more abundance. So pay attention to your energy before you create content. This is something that I've recently gotten myself into the practice of. So I notice that sometimes I have a tendency to want to prove myself. I don't know which placement of mine this is. It could be my Virgo moon, my Leo Chiron. But sometimes I I notice that about myself. So before creating a piece of content, I will ask myself, am I creating this post to prove myself? Or am I creating it for my ideal audience who is on the same wavelength and who's going to get it? Because if I'm creating a post for the sake of proving myself, then I'm just going to attract more people who are going to reaffirm that belief that I am not good enough and I need to prove myself. I notice this a lot because I will make a post, like in the past, when I wasn't that energy of needing to prove myself. 
and then I will have a lot of comments that make me really frustrated and irritated and make me feel like I need to respond and prove myself. So just pay attention to that because your energy is always attracting aligned energy. And if your posts aren't performing, then I would encourage you to change it up. Change up the style that you've been doing. Change up the way that you've been wording things. Change up the way that you've been filming. Change up the style like completely. Like if you do a lot of talking videos, maybe do a video or a post of words on the screen instead of you speaking. Maybe create like a vlog style TikTok. Whatever it may be, experiment with a new style to see if your audience will respond to that better and to see if you will enjoy it. Because ultimately, if you don't enjoy creating a type of content, then it's likely not going to do well because your energy is going to shine through and people are going to feel that you're not enjoying what you're doing. Stick to one thing for as long as your intuition tells you to and then switch it up. So I don't really have a clear timeline here on how long you should stick to one thing before changing it up. I know in the past, I've learned from a lot of coaches like, oh, you, you should stick to a strategy for like at least six months, at least whatever. But personally, I don't even know what the right answer is. Because there have been certain things that I've stuck to for a long, long time. And then I realized my fixed placements were hanging on to it for too long. My Taurus Midheaven, especially my Aquarius Mars, those are all fixed placements. The fixed ones are Taurus, Aquarius, Leo, and Scorpio. So I realized that I could have let go of those strategies earlier because they weren't working for me. But I decided to stick with them because that stubborn fixed side of me wanted to push through. So that's why I don't really like giving advice saying like, oh, you should stick with one thing for at least a week, a month, you know, listen to your intuition. If something is really not working and you've only been doing it for like one time or a day, then switch it. I think it's really important to to listen to your gut instincts here. No one can really tell you what's right for you. If you feel like you're being too flaky, if you feel like you're changing something too quickly, like every single day, then stick to it for a little longer. But if you're someone like me who is like overly committed, then push yourself to pivot and adjust a bit quicker. So you don't need high engagement to make a lot of money off social media. This is something that I learned very recently and it absolutely shook my mind. In the past, I used to think that I needed to have a ton of followers, a ton of engagement in order to make a lot of money. But that is absolutely not true because I've spoken to people who have like less than a thousand followers and are making seven figures on social media. I've also heard from people who have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're not even making six figures. So I think the differentiating factor here is not about how many followers or engagement you have. It's about your energy. So it's really important to cleanse your energy, set your boundaries, do your cord cutting rituals in order to be clear. I think it's fair to want a big audience because you want to interact with your audience. Like the reason that I really enjoy social media is because I wanted to create a community I wanted people that I could talk to every single day who are really into the same topics that I'm into. 
I have a Leo rising. I love recognition. I want to be seen. So it's totally fair to want that. And that's why it's important to keep your ideal audience in mind when you are creating content. Think of the person you are speaking to before you post something. What's been really helpful for me is that now I will think of, say, like my best friend because we're so on the same wavelength. I'm like, I'm creating this post and I will think of her in my mind like I am having a conversation with her. Or I'll think of my favorite clients that I've worked with, the ones who really got it. And I'll envision them in my mind, envision that I'm speaking directly to them when I am creating a post. And that's what helps me make sure my energy is aligned. Another thing I wanted to mention is the topic of how much should you talk about your offer? How much should you talk about your service? Like, what are you selling? And I feel like this is also very individual. It really depends on you. So in the past, I used to be really scared of promoting because I I have like bad experiences with marketing and selling. You know, I think of like those sleazy car salesmen. That was what was in my mind. So I was scared of promoting my services. But I feel like there's also a balance between talking too much about your offer and not talking about it enough. And you have to find what that looks like for you because no one can really tell you. For example, if you're super excited about your offer, it's totally okay to talk about it all the time because it's truly what excites you. But also know that you don't need to talk about it all the time in order to sell. And I have an example. So on TikTok, I follow this girl who has a crystal store. And I've noticed in her content, she barely really promotes her store at all. She wears it all the time. So I see her wearing the necklaces. She posts about spirituality, manifestation, just like all that kind of stuff. But in my mind, I remembered that she had a crystal store, even though she didn't talk about it that much. And I ended up purchasing some items from her because I felt like her energy just really attracted me. And later on, I found out that a lot of celebrities started wearing her jewelry, which I thought was really, really cool. So that was an example that proved to me that you don't need to constantly force your offer onto other people. You don't need to be like a sleazy car salesman promoting your offer. But I've also seen other accounts where they do talk about their offer a lot and it doesn't feel icky to me because it, it genuinely feels like they are excited about it and that's why they are promoting it. So listen to your intuition and personally, I kind of go back and forth depending on the season that I'm in. Sometimes I don't really feel like promoting anything, like I don't feel like talking about any of my offers that much. So they're always listed in my profile on my website and I trust that my ideal audience will be able to click the link in my profile, visit my website, and see everything that I offer. And a lot of my best clients, my most dream clients and soul connections have found me that way, even when I wasn't promoting any of my offers a lot. But other times, I will be super excited about like a new offer or something, so I will promote it more often. So I think it's important to go through the phases of your life. Different seasons may require something different of you. So go by your intuition. A clear question to ask yourself is, does this excite me or am I forcing it? So if it excites you, then yes, do it. If you feel like you're forcing it, then don't do it. 
And back to the law of attraction, your energy will attract similar energy. And your energy includes everything from subconscious to conscious beliefs. So take a look at your limiting beliefs. Like for myself, I mentioned how I felt like I needed to prove myself. I felt like I wasn't worthy. And back then I would be creating content from that space. But ever since I switched my mindset, switched my focus, focusing on speaking to people who are already on the same wavelength, I started attracting more positive comments and more positive people in my audience. So process all your emotions. So this is why I highly recommend doing some type of cord cutting routine for yourself because you can be holding on to emotions from unresolved things in the past. It could be your big T trauma, little T trauma, just any type of unresolved emotions. I recently introduced one of my really good friends to cord cutting. And for her, she was a little bit impatient. She wanted, she didn't want to do the candle method that I usually do and I promote all over my social media. So I was like, okay, that's totally fine. If this method doesn't work for you, you don't need to do it this way. So I gave her another alternative. I was like, what if you wrote certain people's names on a piece of paper, say an affirmation, say that you're releasing them, you're forgiving them, you're letting go of any blocks that are holding you back from your higher self, and then light the piece of paper on fire in a bowl and a pot and just let it go. And that worked really well for her because it was a lot quicker and she was completely exhausted after. She was exhausted from all the emotional release and the spiritual release. So this is also a way that you can realize how energy is working because I find that whenever I do a cord cutting ritual afterwards, I will feel like some type of way physically. I'll feel sore or I'll feel like a headache during the release or just like achiness. All these are signs that you are releasing or you might have been picking up the energy of that other person or the energy of the situation. So whenever this happens to me, I just remind myself and keep affirming out loud that I am releasing all of this energy. My friend actually texted me after and just told me she was shook at how powerful that cleanse was and how it reminded her how real spirituality is. A lot of these beliefs can sometimes be subconscious. Like she didn't even know that she was holding on to these emotions until she wrote these people's names on a piece of paper. And it was, she realized it was so difficult for her to say the words, I forgive you and I release you. And that's when she became aware that she was holding on to so much more than she realized. So I realized that this is like a limiting belief that I have, or it could be kind of like, a collective belief too. So since TikTok came out, a belief that I have right now is that TikTok users are more likely to engage. They're more supportive and they just enjoy commenting on posts a lot more. And I find this to be really like a collective belief because so many coaches talk about this and like so many people are promoting it on social media. So I realized that I started believing that people on Instagram aren't really willing to engage that much. And I'm seeing this happen in my reality. Like I get a lot more engagement on TikTok. But I'm kind of like experimenting. If I switch that mindset and think like the people on Instagram are just as likely to engage with me, then maybe my reality will shift. So that, that kind of made me 
look at things differently. Or another way to look at it is if I honestly am, am not enjoying uh, not enjoying Instagram as much as TikTok, then I might as well just like focus on TikTok more, focus my energy on there more. So these are like the questions or the things that just go through my mind. And I encourage you to also kind of reflect on your social media because I had that belief and then I kind of started switching it. And then more people on Instagram started DM me like, positive comments and just saying that they really resonated with my work and everything. So take a look at the limiting beliefs that you might be hanging on to. I wanted to chat with you guys a bit about content structure. So a lot of coaches have recommended like certain things you need to say, like certain headlines. And while yes, I have recommended that to my clients too, like using numbers in the beginning like three tips to blah 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 three ways to whatever or you know saying certain certain uh clickbaity almost headlines it's okay to use those if they fit naturally into what you're talking about but if it's being very robotic if it's being forced it's not going to attract the right people because your energy is not aligned because in the past, I got really good at learning about these like clickbaity headlines and I would do them a lot like in YouTube videos back when I created YouTube videos. But I didn't attract the right audience because I was merely like copying it in a very robotic sense and not paying attention to my energy. So yes, you can look up like certain headlines to use. A way that I do this is that sometimes I will go on publications like online magazines and look at how they phrase their titles. And I will learn about that and see how I can incorporate that in my content. But this is mainly the structure that I will give you. So say the important things at the beginning of whatever content you're creating. If it's a post in writing, if it's a video. Say the important things at the beginning. Why should your audience keep watching your video? And this is how I relate it to if I say something about astrology right in the beginning, it's more likely that more people will watch my content. So that's something I noticed about my accounts. So what is important for your audience? Think about that and then create content that is relatable for them. And then in the body of your content, speak from your heart. Be honest. Be authentic. Say what you are truly, truly thinking. I feel like this is something that I revisit time and time again because in the past, I would often create content that I thought people wanted to hear. I thought people wanted to see. I created content that I thought would do well, but that was the wrong intention. Now, when I create content, I ask myself, is this authentic to myself? Is this truly what I believe? And usually the type of content that I create that is the most genuine and the most authentic attracts the most ideal audience. And then bring it together at the end. After you spoke from your heart, then bring it together. Summarize. Summarize and conclude at the end. Don't leave people hanging. Bring it all together. And then at the end, you can include a call to action if you want to, if you feel like it's natural and suitable for you. So for myself, I will say, go listen to my podcast, go visit my website, whatever you want to include that feels natural and good for you, then feel free to include that at the end. As for your human design, I found that for myself as a manifesting generator, using very conversational language 
usually attracts more people to my content because we are meant to respond to life. Manifesting generators and generators are meant to respond. So give your audience a chance to respond, like have a conversation with them. For manifestors, practice announcing, like informing. You are here to tell it as it is and to announce, to lead. You are ahead of the game. And some people might not really realize yet, but you are experiencing something that they might experience soon because you are ahead of the game. You are leading. People might not have experienced what you are going through yet, but that is why you are here to initiate. You are here to be a leader and to guide people through the things that you have gone through. If you are a projector, you are here to be a guide. You are here to be a teacher. You are here to give advice. So practice speaking in a tone where you are giving advice to people. Because if people follow you on Instagram or on TikTok, they've already given you that energetic invitation to speak to them. So you are following your strategy here, waiting for that invitation. You are speaking to the people who who have already invited you because they follow you on social media. If you are a reflector, I would say to sample a little bit of everything. Sample a bit of everything, see what feels best for you, and then stick with that. And then when it starts to not feel so good anymore, then pivot and change it up. Another thing I've learned about social media marketing and marketing in general is that sometimes it takes people seeing a promotion, an ad, more than one time in order for it to really sink in and for them to start thinking about it and then wanting to purchase it. So just think about all the times you've seen an ad. Like if it's something completely new to you, the first few times you see it, you're probably not going to think about it much. But if you keep seeing it like everywhere you go, let's say the ad is on, I don't know, just in the billboards, just anywhere you go and you keep seeing it or in now in our social media day and age, if you keep seeing the ad on Facebook or so forth, then you're going to be like, hmm, what is that? And then you're maybe going to click into it after like, seeing it 10, 20 times. So there have been some articles about this. I refer to one on Forbes a lot. It tells about a quote by Thomas Smith, who was a London businessman. And he said that it usually takes people 20 times of seeing an ad before purchasing. And in the marketing world, there's a thing called the rule of seven, which states that people usually see an ad for seven times before making a purchase. So there's so many numbers like these. I'm not saying that all these numbers are facts. Like it doesn't mean you need to show your ad like 20 times, but I think of it more like a metaphor or an analogy. Like sometimes it takes people seeing an ad more times before making a purchase. But also there's a flip side of this. I'm all about the dualities in life and I'm someone who believes that people can have an instant connection with you and they can purchase from you right away. A lot of my clients came across my page, felt an instant connection and decided to work with me. Or some of my other clients, like this is where your intuition comes into and how everyone is different depending on their intuition and their human design. So one of my best clients, one of my most favorite clients to work with, I asked her how she decided to work with me. And she told me that she had came across my TikTok. 
she saved it because she was very interested and she came across my videos again a few months later and that's when she decided to pull the trigger and work with me so she has an emotional authority in that that decision process makes a lot of sense because she slept on it kind of for in her case a few months before my page came up again and she had the clarity and she decided to take part in my coaching program so I do a lot of research because I'm a 5-1 profile in human design that one in my profile really makes me love investigating and just learning every single thing about topics that I am interested in. So I've done all the research for you guys and I'm telling you there's there's not only one way to do things. If you feel excited about promoting your offer more than once, do it. Because sometimes it can take more people time in order to decide to work with you or to purchase your product. But other times, People can also have an instant connection with you, especially if they have a sacral authority in their human design. So if they're a manifesting generator or generator with a sacral authority, they will have an instant gut reaction, an instant like gut knowing. And if they have a splenic authority, they also have an instant knowing. It's more of a quiet knowing for these types of people. So those people might come across your page have that instant reaction, instant response, and decide to purchase your product or service. So anything can happen. So in my case, I love it when people just come across my page and have that instant connection. That's my experience, and I encourage you to listen to your intuition to see what works best for you. I also wanted to talk a bit here about what time of day is best to post. So I've seen so many articles about this. So many coaches tell you to look at your analytics, see when people are most active, and then post during those times. And I just wanted to give you my thoughts on this. So I personally am not about posting rigidly at these certain times each day. It just doesn't work for me. I I feel like it's not something I enjoy doing. And maybe it's because of my Aries Mercury, my Leo rising. I'm a bit impatient. I don't want to wait until a certain time to post if I'm getting excited about an idea that I have now. So I personally have had posts that did super, super well, got a lot of views, a lot of engagement, and I just posted them in the moment whenever the idea came to me. And I didn't wait until the perfect time, quote unquote. Like for myself, I believe my audience is usually most active around 9 a.m. my time and 12 p.m., so noon Pacific time. And sometimes, let's say I, if I am scheduling a post, like using a scheduler for the future right now, I use the Instagram Creator Studio to schedule. But there have been some kind of finicky things with it. So, you know, all these schedulers, they're, they're not always perfect. But that's the one I've been using whenever I do schedule posts. So let's say I am scheduling a post for the future and this is only for Instagram. Then I will schedule it at a time where I know my audience is most active. So for me, it'll be 9 a.m. usually. But other times, like if I'm posting on TikTok, I'm not going to like wait till a certain time because I just want to get the content out there. And it, I find that it hasn't really made a difference because I believe that 
whoever is meant to see my content will see it. So if you feel like you enjoy having a very structured content schedule and following the times when your audience is most active, definitely go for it. I'm just telling you that that is not the only way and you don't need to feel super rigid or like boxed into certain times when you can post. And you can also experiment. Like in the beginning, I experimented a lot, you know, posting at a certain time of day, another time, and then I got kind of tired of that experimentation and I decided to just post whenever I want. So I feel like it's really about honoring the season that you're in, the phase of your business that you're in. Do whatever calls to you. If you enjoy experimenting with different times, go for it. If you're someone like me who's a little bit impatient and just wants to post whenever she wants, then go for it as well. You can be successful no matter what strategy you do. It just matters that that strategy is aligned with your energy. So to sum it up, listen to your intuition, see what you enjoy doing, and go in that direction. If you love to look at your analytics and just get into all the details of it, then go for it. But if that doesn't bring you joy, if it makes you frustrated, irritated, and angry, don't feel like you need to do that in order to succeed. Always listen to your intuition, and that's how your social media content is going to thrive. So if you enjoyed what I just taught you in this episode, make sure to go check out my course, Rise. As in that course, I teach you how to structure your TikToks and your Reels for success. The link will be in the description. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories, and tag me so that I can re-share it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.